You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. It is 8.05 a.m. And it's time for our first quiz, next quiz question, I should say. Well, yeah, the first quiz question of the second hour. And now it's right there in front of my eyes. I know which one it is. I'm not going to repeat the question. Here we go. <laughs> Who by faith refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Oh, such an... That is actually a reference to the book of Hebrews, talking about this particular person and their great act of faith, which included this, not or refusing to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. If you know the answer to that one, hey, 0491-064-669, who by faith refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter? If you answer that question correctly... You'll go into the draw to win the Revive Cafe Cookbook Volume 6. Just an excellent book. And again, if I, I can close my eyes, flick through the pages here, open it up to... And it gets your salivary glands going Dude. every time you look at the pictures too, doesn't Dude. it? Like just, oh. And then just to make it would be wow. even more amazing. Do you want to... Oh, these look amazing. So it's like this one. It's like pink coconut ice. And it's like the like coconut slice, basically. I love... Coconut slice. Oh, I, I haven't seen them around for years. Hey, but I these just just like so natural. Um, down at my my uni, there's these homemade ones that they sell, and they well, they call them you know bounty slice because it's like the coconut and the chocolate, and it's dairy. They probably steal the recipe yeah, from here to be honest. Nice, but it's like. But this one with the pink here is also it's like using coconut, but also as well like mixed berries and whatnot. Or oh. Caramel slice. This is a vegan caramel slice. Mm. What do they replace the caramel with? So, okay, the the base is three three cashew, three cups of cashews, one and a half cups of dates, two tablespoons of po- coconut oil melted, two tablespoons of peanut butter, half a tablespoon of salt, and then the topping for this one. So they're using carob instead of chocolate, which is half cup of coconut uh, oil melted, half cup of brown rice, malt syrup, or honey. And a half cup of carob powder, which is actually like carob is can be so sweet and just so yum. Mm. I think I, I've eaten some like kind of some bitter carob things before. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, maybe I'm not really into it, but I've <laughs> eaten some carob that's like so sweet. And so this looks amazing, guys. The mouth is watering. So these these are desserts here. So this book in particular, Revive Cafe Cookbook Volume Six, it has lunches, it has breakfasts, it has entrees, it has main meals, it has desserts. It has everything you possibly want from a cookbook. Nice. And again, that question was, who by faith refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to text if you know the answer. And we're getting heaps of text arts and texts coming yeah, in with all the answers, answers, like loads playing. I think people are really keen for this cookbook. They, they just, hey, people everywhere. love cookbooks. People love being able to cook. I love being able to cook. It's really good. We've actually found, haven't we, on the show that whenever there's a cookbook, that seems to be the most popular week yeah. for the prizes in every way. So, That's right. yeah, the more times you play, the more times you get the chance to actually win. Of course, the draw happens at quarter to nine on Friday morning. And the more times you enter, the more times you get the chance to mm. win, stated or star it. If you actually just want to play and not go, which would be surprising, but if you don't want to go in for the draw of the cookbook, mm. but just want to play, put a star next to it, or actually just state just playing. Um, You know, for the fun of it. So that question again for us uh, one more time. Who by faith refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. I also want to give a shout out this morning to Armadale in WA. So not Armadale in New South Wales, which 
you know, many of us would know well if you've ever been out to Western New South Wales, but this is Armadale in WA, which is just in the southeastern side of the Perth area. So if, if you're from out Armadale way, Perth way, you know, this, these kinds of areas, hey, 0491 is the number to text. Let us know what you're up to today. Let us know how you're going. Let us know what kind of life you're living, what it's like to live in Western Australia. It's the only state I haven't been to. Have you been to West Oz? Oh, I really think it's worth going to, um, worth, worth going there. So my hubby and I went there a few years ago to Perth. Loved Perth. We went to Geraldton first and then we actually went to Perth. And, uh, Fremantle is just yeah. really beautiful around there. Like mm-hmm. just, a, you know, the, the wrong little harbour sections there. And at Fremantle, they've got these amazing, and ama- down the main street, they've got amazing gelato store. Like the most gelatos I've ever seen. Wow. But like all, all like naturally, Homemade, I would call them. Yeah, you know, yeah. like the Italian, the real Italian style. Yeah. Like the, I'm like, like, why is there like a big loads. Italian immigration? I don't know, I don't know to, but it'd be Oz? interesting to know. It'll be interesting to know. But there you go. Just the best gelatos. Oh, yum. Well, other than in Italy, because like when we we're in Rome, we actually had the real gelatos as okay, well, and they right, were just oh, yum. okay. When in Rome, you eat the best gelatos. <laughs> like I've been there too, so I'm like agree with you, Danuta. No, um, it is just eating food at. Where, where you're going, like at that place, like yeah. it's just, so for example, is it the cafeteria on, I believe it was, it was either Saturday or Sunday, you know, they, they're having lunch there, uh, at my uni and called cafe at seven now. Yeah. Cafe at seven down there, down there on the Avondale campus. And they had paella, which is like, it is like one of the national dishes of Spain. We would, in English, we would pronounce it like paella, right? Ah, yes. And it like paella is like my favorite food in the whole world. I cook it like, and I cook it good and tastes amazing, but they, they had it there and I was like, wow, this is the best. And I ate it and it was nice, but you know, just that, like that extra little something that you get, like mm, we, nice. when we, when we were over in Spain, we were living like two hours from Valencia, which is where but like paella like originated. And we'd drive up to Valencia and eat paella on the beach and it's just the best. Or cook it homemade, like with the, one of those big paella skillets, like the huge big paella pans that cooks the wow. rice all the way through. And it's just like that that little extra something, that little extra sauce. Maybe it's like placebo, but it's like that little extra something, something where it's like when you're there and you're cooking it with the ingredients, with the people, it's part of their culture. It's like... Oh, just would be amazing, amazing in every way. Have we got a oh, text? You can tell you? we love food, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that's right. Love trying the different cultural food mm. too. Hey, uh, Freco writes the power of prayer. Thank you. Just yeah. yet. So that was referring to the interview and the powerful things that went on in Chris Waghorn's life. That's right. Yeah, yeah. no, he, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say his, his journey from, from not being a, a spiritual person, not being, you know, he's kind of like, Again, kind of that nominal space yes. and then and then having an encounter with Jesus. Yeah. Where he feels as though, wait, God is actually working in my life. Yeah. I have reasons to believe in There's him. There's no such thing as the big bang theory, he yeah. says, you oh, know, yeah. you know. B- those mm. those big steps that he took to to go, wait, like I actually I can see in my life, in yeah. the evidence that's available in front of me and 
from the way that, that God is interacting with me, like he is there mm. and, and he's leading me. So it's just powerful And the, and the great thing is his wife was a good witness. You know, she was doing the Alpha yeah, course so and cool. she did a really good, you know, she she was a great witness to him. But the th- thing is now, of course, God's taken him to working with Bible, Bible League Australia. Yeah. And so the so impact awesome. he's having, somebody who was not a believer and now how God has really impacted his life yeah. in every way to, to be impacting other people's lives Amazing and being able to help testimony. them in every way. Hey, hey so. if you've got an amazing testimony or a story of you know how it is that god has led in your life to a place where you know you've you've gone from oh you know not really having that perspective of faith or whatever it may be to taking that step to saying no i want to be a follower of jesus hey let us know give us give us text give us we'd love to read them out on air if you want to give us like a brief little summary of you know that moment in your life in which god really worked powerfully in your situation to bring change about. And it was that moment that, hey, I want to be a sold out follower for Jesus. Or maybe you're on that journey. Let us know. 0491-064-669. That is our text line. You can text us in at that number. Let us know what, you know, where you're from, what you're up to today, how you're doing. But yeah, just that moment in which you were really reached by God. He touched your life and led you to him, which is a perfect segue into our Bible study for the next quarter, the next three months. Absolutely. And for the next three months, so we've just yeah finished looking at Ephesians. Now we're actually going to be looking at God's mission, my mission. That's the, yeah. the title of the whole series Powerful. is going to be. So we're going to be um, looking at a whole lot of different segments within the Bible. We're actually going to be starting today looking at in, in, into Genesis and, and then unpacking what how God actually reaches out to us and how he actually longs to be with us in every sort of way. But this is going to be a great series. I love talking about mission because I just think that we have a real responsibility when we as Christians allow Jesus into our lives. And, and you know, it's the natural outflow of us, of what Jesus has done in our lives and accepting mm. him. There's a natural outflow of us then wanting to share that same story, Absolutely. the story of Jesus, the story of redemption, the story of salvation, our own testimonies mm. with other people so they can find Jesus as well. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. And so, of course, as we're going to start looking at this, the whole theme is going to be it is the fact that there is this theme of salvation and redemption and rescue story right throughout the Bible. And I love the story. We actually touched on this a few weeks ago, but of Harriet Tubman. She, mm. of course, was an abolitionist and a social activist, um, and she was actually escaping from slavery, and she made some 13 mission trips. So there's the word mission to actually rescue approximately 70 enslaved people who are actually, including her family and friends, but she actually took them and, and, and brought them to freedom. She was actually born in slavery in Dorchester County in Maryland. Mm. She was actually beaten and whipped many times Oof. as a child. In her early life, she suffered, suffered a traumatic head wound. Um, and of course, then, you know, that caused dizziness and pain and spells of uh, hypersomnia with her as well. But these experiences combined with her Methodist upbringing actually led her to actually want to be devoutly Christian. And in 1849, mm. she escaped, escaped to Philadelphia. Have you ever seen the movie? I think I asked you last time. I, have you seen the movie Harriet? You've nah. got to see it. Just nah. this, um, incredibly amazing story of I, this rescue plan. I believe you. And I would love. <laughs> to watch it. I, I mean, I've I've read about Harriet Tubman before. Yeah, you know, I've read about just, it. 
But uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't gone around to seeing the, the movie yet. The actual movie is really well done, and they actually show her. You know, she actually <sighs> lived to be about ninety one, if wow. I remember correctly. Oof. And so yeah, and she of course you know risked her life her life to save so many people. 13 mission trips mm. is really quite incredible. Mm. So now we're actually going, you know, when I think of the rescue story, uh, the greatest rescue story is the one that Jesus has done, that the Father sent his one and only Son, yes. that all who believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Mm. So what we're going to look at is the God who actually rescues us. Let's actually go into Genesis chapter 1. I know we often actually touch on these particular verses in Genesis, but it's really crucial that we do keep going back to these verses because it's all part of the creation week and of course creation sets the whole foundation for everything that happens in the Bible but it also sets the foundation of who we are and therefore the relationship that we need to be having with God in every way. Yeah, absolutely. I find often with our Bible studies, you know, we're we're following through the 20 million movement Bible study, it'll often jump back to Genesis. Usually the first week will be... (laughs) Hey, what happened in Genesis and how does this give yeah. a foundation to, because really within creation, I, I did a fantastic Bible study one time with my friend. His name's Pastor Chris, uh, from down in Melbourne, Chris Gore. He's a pastor down there and we just were just exploring the Bible and looking at how it is that we can just find every aspect of God's mission and purpose mm. and our relationship with him within creation. You know, we go through, Every month with Justin Jackson going through the gems yes. of life on Creation Week. And there we're specifically looking at health. But not only does creation give us an insight into what is good health or, or you know, how it is that we can uh, live a, a life in that sense. But then furthermore, our relationship with other people, our relationship with God and how that then functions going forward. Even though we live in a world of sin. Yeah. That... What God established in creation is still the best thing for us and is still the model of the best, the most optimal way to live as a person, as well as a person, but furthermore, as a person, a child following Jesus, you know, the, the idea of transient truth, I think truth changes, but the, rea- the what we understand as students of the Bible is that truth changes, not because truth inherently changes, but Mm. rather we just gain a bigger aspect of what's actually true. Yeah. Because what's true has been true from the very beginning of time. And that's exactly what God has outlined at that point. And we see that in that creation narrative. Yeah, I was having conversations with people about this yesterday, the idea of what, you know, is truth transient? Does Mm -hmm. truth change? And what we see is in relationship to... We grow in truth. Our greater... Mm mission which we're going to be focusing on all throughout this quarter is that from the very foundation of creation god has given us an outline which shows us oh this is what it looks like and this is what it truly looks like to reach people Yes. And this is how it, looks, it truly looks like for God to reach people as well. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love that. So let's actually, uh, do you mind reading the verses in chapter 1 of Genesis? Ge- Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 28. These are really crucial about us, you know, how we were created and mm. the meaningful. Of, this is where we find, hey, 
you know, the thing is, as a young person, yeah. I used to, you know, it's this thing, especially as a teenager and in our 20s, 20s to some degree, but particularly as a teenager, you try and fit in, you kind of go like, oh, you try and find your almost your values in other people. At least I oh, did, I was going to say. Sure. But here the beautiful thing is that we find our value in God. And these verses are really crucial. So mm. let, let's read those. Chapter 1 of Genesis, verse 26 to 28. Verse 26, the Bible says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Wow, isn't that beautiful? So here we Mm. find, you know, created in the image of God. We've unpacked um, um, previous times that, of course, God here is Elohim, and Mm. that it's the let us, so there's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. right from the beginning of creation and that we are created in the image of God. And so what we find here that there's this perfect connection. So humanity has been created perfectly and there's this perfect connection with God and humanity. Mm. In fact, then when you also go at the beginning of chapter 2 and actually it says that then God blessed the seventh day and he sanctified it and he rested with them. So here we see that there's this God of relationship. As soon as he's actually created them, the next day it's it's, it's actually spending that time together as well, mm. straight away with humanity and being in relationship and being present. Imagine being face-to-face, you mm. know, being able to see God and speak with him. And so here we have this perfect connection with him centered on his most tr- precious attribute, which is love. Yes. And then the most precious gift that he gave was the free will. Mm. Okay. He gave us free wow. choice. Because wow. he's not a god of force, is mm. he, in any kind of way? And that's the beautiful picture. Here we see the precious, precious attribute of love and the precious gift of free will. That is a controversial statement, Danuta. Ah. In, in theological circles, in Christian oh. circles, there are some who would say that maybe it's not loving to give humanity free will. But I, like, what do you, what is your perspective on that? Like, I'd love, I'd love to know, Danuta. Like. When it comes to free will, why is that a benefit and a blessing to us as as humans? Why is it a benefit? Because then I can – well, not only that I can make my choices myself, but mm-hmm. it also – in this case, as a Christian, yes. I then also seek – God's guidance. And so yes. that gives me that relationship mm-hmm. and connection with God. Without that, <laughs> if I didn't have that free will, would I need to connect with God in such a way? The answer is likely no. Yeah. Okay? Likely not. Mm-hmm. And then the thing is, on top of that, when I make the choices, I learn from the choices mm-hmm. I make. So it's all about growth and learning. And then it's also about the fact because sin came in, it means the fact that I need to keep coming back to God yeah. for forgiveness and repenting of my sins. Yeah, that's sins. right. I think because what we highlight there when we talk about free choice is like, okay, now we have a choice to respond to God. Yeah. And that is that true love, a love that is reciprocated by two people only Abs- exists, only exists when there is freedom of choice. Only exists when there's freedom yeah. of choice. If, Absolutely. If there's no choice, it's not love. Yeah. Like, again, because at its very 
core. It's very foundation. You know, we've talked about, particularly when we were looking at Ephesians, we talked about agape love, a self-sacrificial oh, love. Yes. What is self-sacrificing about being forced to love someone else? Yeah, it's that's like right. This I don't have agape love for God if he if he predestined that I would choose him. Like if he just chose, if he just said, "Hey, Lawson, you are." I have wired you in a way that you'll choose me and other people won't That's choose right. me because of a particular way that I've There's wired There's no you. desire to love a God like that then, is yeah, there? Then, None whatsoever. Then God at, ultimately sits in the position as as Papa Master who just pulls the strings and says, okay, people love me because I choose them and people don't love me because I don't choose them to love me. Whereas in reality, like God can actually participate in agape love, like which at its very foundation, at its core, at its definition, is one that is chosen, that is reciprocal, and that is for the benefit and the blessing of others. And where we have that participation, like you say, That's it's right. just a beautiful thing. So it's a it's a it's a two way thing: God to us and us to God. And that's why we're saying you know, God reaching out to us in this uh, in in what we're looking at. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Hey, we've got our next quiz question coming up. It is our last quiz question for today. and You mm-hmm. need to get in so that you can get that Revive 6 cookbook with all these fabulous, fabulous recipes. What's yeah. our last quiz question for today, Lawson? Hey, just simply this. It's a fill in the blank. Fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept blank. blank. <laughs> Proverbs 29 and verse 25. You know the answer to that one? Hey, 0491 I love the opening to this passage. Like, so wise. Very wise mm. man wrote this. Fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept blank. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 25, 0491 If you know the answer, you will go into the draw to win, again, our amazing prize, the Revive Cafe Cookbook number six. Again, 491 Denuda. Yes, we're continuing on mission, and we went into Genesis chapter 1, looking at the fact that we are created in the image of God. And we were talking about free will and, of course, the fact that God created um, man and woman, um, Adam and Eve, and, of course, then all humanity through that um, and gave the precious attribute of love and the precious gift of the free will. And, of course, unfortunately what happened is that with the free will, Adam and Eve chose to sin. They talked, they chose to take the fruit of the knowledge of, of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil mm-hmm. and sin entered into the world. And so mm-hmm. um, then we see from this then of course the whole mission from God's original plan where he created a perfect world and the mission was of course of salvation mm-hmm. and redemption right through. Genesis chapter 3 verse 15 is actually really important in that one where actually see, we see that uh, can you read that one for us? And we're Genesis going, chapter 3 yeah, and gen- verse, verse 15. 15. Yes. Yeah, yes. this is this is a absolutely powerful passage and a very dense passage just a few words but very very dense the bible says here genesis 3 15 and i'll put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed 
He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Yes. You know, and so right here, this is what we call the redemption plan starts coming in straight away mm. as soon as Adam and Eve actually sin here. And we can actually unpack that verse, of course, crushing his head was very serious because Jesus defeated Satan at the cross. Mm. Hebrews chapter 2 is a great one that actually talks about that. Actually, if you can just unpack, um, find quickly Hebrews 2.14 because we're going to be doing a bit of a speed thing of going through a few different verses here. Mm-hmm. We're actually, as you're looking for that, we're actually going to look also at contrasting Eden the Garden of Eden and how it was creating a perfect world and then the sanctuary in the wilderness mm. as well. But here, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 15, uh, 14. Sorry. Hebrews 2.14, the Bible says, Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is, the devil. That's right. Yeah. So that's really clear. That verse says it awesome. all really clear, doesn't it? And then, of course, the crushing of his, of, um, of, sorry, the bruising of the hill is, of course, Jesus having to die on the cross. Mm. Um, and, and of course, the, the scars, his nail scarred hands are going to be the reminder yeah. for that, for us of that in heaven as well. And yeah. Yeah. I, I just love that point that, you know, we talk about. So it's Satan being, Satan being crushed. And the yes. crushing of your head is fatal. Uh, fatal. Yeah, the bruising of your head is not. And and the bruising, sorry, of your heel is not. And what we see there is like Jesus dies and yes. overcomes the grave, yes. resurrects and, and lives, you know, forevermore. Satan has an ultimate end. Yes, he has an ultimate end. That's it, right. It's the best news of the redemption plan that sin and suffering will have an end. It will come to an end. And and for Satan, it's like you'll crush his head because for what he has done, for who he is, like Satan's been given every opportunity that humanity has to recant, repent, to do whatever he can. He hasn't. He's chosen his way. And as a result, like his time will come to an end. He'll prove to the entire universe, this is what I'm about, this kingdom of sin, uh, you know, suffering and torment and all these things. And it's amazing that... God God ultimately enacts a plan where everyone has the ability to choose. But as a result of those choices, God can bring sin to an end. Oh, yeah, love it. And that well, that particularly gets covered in Revelation chapter 20, mm. of course. Um, and we don't have the time to look at that, but have a read of chapter 20 and of how that end comes for Satan in every mm. way, of course. But then, of course, what we just want to look really quickly, and we're running short of time here. We're going to unpack sure. it even more tomorrow. But here, looking at the Garden of Eden, how it was created perfectly, but then how the sanctuary in the wilderness uh, that, that God said to the Israelites, um, build me a sanctuary that I may dwell among you. Now, of course, mm. God's presence, you know, um, he was always with them, but here just being in a, in a, in a mighty, um, you know, a present format, um, is, is in the presence of the sanctuary. Mm. And so the reason that we're actually looking at these because of mission. Okay. Mm. We're, we're going to keep that all there at the center of it yes. with everything that we're looking at. Of course. And that's because the sanctuary highlights in the clearest possible manner what Genesis God's 3, mission 15. is. Genesis yeah, 3.15. Genesis 3.15 right. that we have just mentioned. Yeah, exactly. Because it all, the lamp, slang of the lamp pointed everything towards the Messiah, Jesus yeah. Christ. But, yeah, And the bringing of the blood into the sanctuary and and all of these things, you know, as the, the Bible clearly says, I believe it's Psalm 77, where it's like, you know, your way, O God, is in the sanctuary. I look That's around it. and I see injustice and torment and evil, but your way, O God, is in the sanctuary. Christ's method 
in saving us is found in that sanctuary service. And that sanctuary is modeled from the sanctuary in heaven and from the sanctuary, you know, the events that unfolded in the Garden of Eden. Absolutely, absolutely. And so here, let's actually look, quickly look here to give us an idea of this whole God reaching out sure. to us, okay? Because we see this in like these two scenarios yes. really strongly, okay? Mm. So if you can actually go, um, actually, we're going to mention this one. So the first one is, of course, the garden is planted to, the garden Garden of Eden was planted toward the east. We read about mm-hmm. that in Genesis chapter uh, 2, verse 8. And then in the sanctuary, we don't have time to read the whole thing, but in the, sa- the sanctuary actually had an east-western orientation. So the east entrance was actually to the outer court and to the san- and mm. sanctuary was west, where was the most holy place was facing, to, it was, was in the western side. So it came in on the east and actually went to the, to the west, where the priests actually went once a year into the most holy place, of course, uh, to... On the day of atonement, the day of atonement being mm. where actually you know all the sins were just placed there in the you know in its fullness once mm. a year and 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 forgiveness you know um, request requested and there were still the daily sacrifices in the outer court. Then here, mm. if we actually can go to Genesis, uh, if you can find Exodus twenty five and sorry, First Chronicles. Yeah, Exodus twenty-five that we're going to just go yep. to, but here we're actually contrasting again, or or, or or looking at the similarities, I should say, not contrasting, but actually in 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 Eden we've got the tree of life, mm-hmm. which was in the center, and it depended God's presence depended on obedience, and we actually find here in Exodus twenty-five the lampstand. Just to find the verse there on Exodus chapter twenty-five that actually mentions that the lampstand was actually in the center. Yeah. Of the holy place, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. In Exodus 25 and verse 31, it says, You shall also make a lampstand of pure gold, and That's it should be it. hammered and made in you know, a beautiful way. And it, it outlines all the different ways that it should be be made. And then it says, In the seven lampstands, you shall arrange the lamps, so they give light in the front of it, and the wick trimmers, and their trays shall be pure gold, and it should be made of a talent of gold, and with all these utensils, and to and see to it um, that you make it according to the pattern which I show you on the mountain, which that pattern given by God was that you'd you'd find that lampstand in the most holy, in, well, in the holy place, I in, should say. In the center of the holy place, that's mm. right. And then further, if we were to read further into it, which we don't have the time today, but actually looking at the fact that God's presence mm. actually depended on their obedience to God's laws, didn't that too? Yeah, and this is what we see is that they these guys, they before their sin, it's, it's clear that they're having this interaction with God that's amazing, and then all of a sudden they are no longer enabled or able to be in the Garden of Eden. They're no longer able to be in and around the tree of the, the fruit, you know, the fruit of life, the tree of life, and, and to be able to have that close connection with God because sin has caused a separation to the point in which if they're in the unbridled presence of God, like they will just die. That's, like, that's the situation that they've ended up in. And this amazing plan of redemption that we see, what mm. we're going through, God's mission to us, God's mission God's and our mission, mission yep. is, and, and what we've particularly highlighted today is that despite the separation, which we have no ability to preach, yes. like we're, we, we're, we're stuffed. Like we, we've got no hope. We've got no answers to this. We have like, by accepting sin, our mortality is confirmed and we're stuck. God from heaven. Reached out. Reaches out to oh, us. And what a loving God. We see that unfold. 
unfolding in the Garden of Eden when he sacrifices the first lamb to make yes, coverings so for, yes. for, the, uh, for Adam and Eve. And then furthermore, when we see him also instituting the sanctuary, instituting and uh, putting forward this method or this model that, hey, you guys will be saved. This is my mission to reach you. This is the work that I'm doing to close and to bridge that gap. We're going to continue on. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. We're back with you again on The Breakfast Show, and it's come time Mm. for us to give you the answers to our quiz questions, and we also have a text or two to read out to you. So take it away, Lawson. Of course, the prize is the Revive Cookbook number six. You really, really want to have this. Yeah, that's right. You will not regret getting it. So some of the answers for today. Here we go. Which Old Testament book did Samson appear in? It was the Book of Judges. Judges. Of course, he was a judge of Israel. Which was essentially pre-king. There were these people who had been tasked with. It it was a temporary position of someone who would who would deliver Israel when they were subjugated by a nation around them. Which usually that happened as a result of their unfaithfulness. And then also they would literally judge too. They would often they would often become an arbitrator. Uh, But it wasn't anything. It wasn't based on a family line. It wasn't a king. It was Mm. someone who was called to be a leader in a time of need in, That's right. throughout that period of Israel's history. Which is why he's in the book of Judges. That's right. <laughs> How many stories did the Ark have? It had three. Three. Three stories. Three. The lowest one is where they stored the food and stuff like yep. that, and the other two were where they had the animals. And did I tell you, I mean, I think we might have talked about this some time ago, that a guy has actually, built, I've forgotten the name. Ken but it Ah, oh, you know where Ken, I'm going mate, with this. Ken you read my mind. I, I know exactly built, what's he up. He has built yeah. the ark in the US and he's actually done it right to live size. Mm. And it's actually an open museum now. It's just really, really brilliant. One day when I go to the States, that's where I want to go and check it out. Absolutely. I know so. people who have been there and they just reckon it's incredible. Absolutely. It would be amazing. So. The next one here, true or false? Solomon was David's second son by Bathsheba. It's actually true. True. That's he, right. Solomon was the second son. The first son. What passed away? That's uh, right. The first, the first child, because it was, it was well, it was the child, unfortunately, of adultery and That's just an, right. a really, a really awful situation. Yep. Who by faith refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter? It was none other than Moses. Moses. And this is just a powerful, powerful story. Story like he he decides. Look, instead of being again receiving all of the worldly benefits of. Of having class and status, I want to, I want to stand for my countrymen. Yeah, which is amazing. And then finally, here, fill in the blank. Fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. Love it. Uh, safety can only come in the Lord. Yeah, you know, and, and I really, I really see this so clearly. If we, but our trust in men and our safety in men, like it, there, there's no guarantee. Um, that a man can save you, but there is a guarantee that, that the Lord can, the save, Lord can you save you and keep you safe Absolutely. in every way. Hey, we've got a text here from Wayne saying, good morning, Danuta and Lawson. God gives freedom of choice. We're talking about that earlier and, of course, in our Bible study about the free will that God has given. At what age does God give this? Because humans decided what... Humans decided what age a person is ready to get baptized or 14 to 16 years. Humans decide when a person can choose to change their agenda. God gives freedom, man takes it away. Mm. Interesting thing that you've actually mentioned there, Wayne. And, you know, 
yeah, coming back to the freedom of choice, God gives us choice from an early, well, you know, as soon as we're born, there's, there's choices that, that we are making all the time. And you mm-hmm. see that with young children. And I think the fact that sometimes man steps, steps in is, you know, a, a, a yeah, an, an, an interesting thing for discussion more in that, that, yeah. that area, I think as well. But, you know, when it comes to baptism and things like yeah. that, ultimately in some areas, people make the decisions to, to hold young ones back, but, Really, you know, the thing is that when children are making choices, we ought to be actually supporting that as yeah, well. Yeah, well, I think it's the reality is, is when children are making choices, that doesn't necessarily take away your ability to be a parent as well. That's right. Well, we've we've just been talking about like the fact that children don't have the ability to consent to <laughs> to, to gender altering care. Like they 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 they're literally they're too young to make a decision like this. And and in this case here, in terms of baptism, I I think. Personally, I think it can be an aspect of wise parenting to say, hey, because the Bible says very clearly, it says, count the cost. But, you know, before, and this is what Jesus says. He's like, which person goes into battle, you know, not knowing how many soldiers he has and whatnot. And, and the point that he's making there is like, if you choose to be my followers, what is it going to cost to your life? And I think often young people don't have enough perspective to be able to necessarily make that choice, but they can still go on that journey. They can be affirmed in their choice to follow Jesus. And we know like Jesus has been baptized so that those who aren't baptized or don't have the opportunity or the ability to get baptized are still experiencing baptism through his baptism. But again, I think it's something positive to happen. And you're listening to The Breakfast Show. We've come to the end of our show all too quickly. Stay on after us. We're going to have the Tassie Encounters. And of course, later in the day, there is also uh, drive time. Hey, just the, the, the topic we were talking about in response to Wayne's question about baptism and decisions, how mm. humans may decide when a person can choose and change their agenda. God gives freedom. Man takes it away. We actually feel very much that this is a question that is actually needing a lot more unpacking and a lot of time. Mm. And so we're going to refer this to Lyle Southwell's section of the Q&A time later this week that happens. So just be listening in on that because there's a lot around that that there is to unpack and we don't want you to miss it really important stuff there and then it was also you know um you know verses from the bible about baptism that are really important hey and so remember to talk faith live fact faith act faith and you'll grow strong in jesus christ Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.